0: No, please don't. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so uh, we de- do we do need an intro though. Did you think of one? Which was your homework?
1: Yeah, I mean, I wrote one down.
0: All right, I'll go but ahead I guess and read it.
1: Didn't I guess that one didn't count?
0: <laughs> yeah, intro dash a question mark. A hello, I'm Annie. I think this well, is for okay. you, Annie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> be like hello i'm annie
0: and i'm near and this is animal genius world where every week we learn cool facts about a cool animal
1: and we can curse
0: yes we've been granted magical powers
1: yay you can't see it yes, when we- i'm putting my arms up
0: i'll do it too um <laughs> i was i was looking at myself in the in the mirror this morning and i was thinking you sure do have a face for radio mm-hmm. so i'm excited to be here um yeah so we're uh this is episode two everybody we uh kind of uh our inaugural episode was was last week when we were talking about the noble sea otter um chief of the ocean would that be fair to say would you say chief of the ocean
1: uh i feel like the chief of the ocean is like the blue whale
0: the blue whale doesn't really eat a lot of the things
1: why would that make it the the chief is like a serene
0: the chief of the tribe traditionally eats the smaller humans in it, correct? No. Okay. Yes. Well, I have to make a call.
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: Yeah. So uh, today, sorry, I just remember the stupid. like, I was at my friend's place last weekend and we kept, like, trying to do this, like, <laughs> this thing where you're like, he's right behind me, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Wait, if you're over here and he's over there, then that means... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, so uh, today we're going to be moving on to a new animal. Uh, we've left sea otters behind in the dust. They're gone. The, they're gone. They're not extinct, luckily. It's still around. Um, but yeah, we are going to be talking about sun bears today. So Annie, would you like to tell me about sun bear?
1: Yes. So sun bears, um, are, their scientific name is Narv.
0: Oh, right. It says that. I should say this. Halarctos malayanus.
1: Thank you. Okay. Um, they are um, obviously animals and they are chordates, so they are vertebrates. Um, they are also called the honey bear. Um, they are found in Southeast Asian forests and they are the smallest bear in the world. So if you want to describe what they look like, they kind of look like a normal bear, but if you shrunk it, to the size of like the a fact, big dog
0: The fact that you said the words normal bear is just like evidence of your like Eurocentric <laughs> worldview
1: My uh, my bias, you're right um, So they're about the size of like a large dog, they only get to about 5 feet long and up to like 150 pounds um, When they stand on their hind legs they're like 5 feet tall So I'm taller than it So ha And they Um Yeah, that was What's you have- talking
0: to the bear. I don't like that. All right, I don't like it either. Uh, we have a. I forgot that Discord is a soundboard. I'm gonna close it for now, and maybe load it up with animal sounds for next week.
1: Okay. Um. So they kind of look like. Oh, they're kind of shrunken in a little bit. They're kind of like they have really long legs and and long. I was gonna say feet or paws. They're all four legs are long um and when they walk they kind of bend their feet inward slightly um and they have really long claws and the reason that they're like that is because they spend most of their lives in trees and so they need the claws for holding on and climbing and they also use it to dig into things like termites and bees they really love honey which is one of the reasons why they're called the honey bear and they also eat insects and fruit. So they are a omnivore.
0: That is correct. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, So why don't you describe, now I, I think that I, I was listening back to our episode from last week, by the way, and at the beginning you asked me to describe to you what a sea otter was. But not in terms of any other animals, as if yeah, it that's, was it's, sort it's of pretty an, as, hard. If, as if I was some sort of alien man. So I would like for you to describe to me the the physical features of this bear, as if I have never seen a bear before.
1: Okay. Um, it has a five foot long body with a head on the on one end with little ears. Oh, that sounds like
0: my buddy Frank.
1: Yeah, and a slightly snort snort short snout. Um, and they have on their chest a yellow, uh, orangish kind of crescent on their chest. Um, and they have four legs. They walk on all four legs, and they have a little tail, and they have big um claws. And yeah, how's that?
0: That was pretty good. Um, yeah, the the big the big like major defining feature of the sun bear is the sort of orange crest that it has on its uh, the top of its chest. Um, and I, I will say also, m- most sun bears have this. Some of them just don't. So like, you know, if you see one and you're like, "That's not a sun bear," you might be wrong. Who knows? Um, yeah. yeah. Sun bears are cool. Uh, I have seen one in the zoo just a few weeks ago. Um, uh, when I went to the Atlanta Zoo, there was one. There were, I think, two that were together. Oh, they
1: have them at the Atlanta Zoo.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I went to the place. I went. To, I followed the sign that said Asian Forest, and I went into the Asian Forest, into the bamboo, and there they were, uh, sleeping, uh-huh. uh, as they are wont to do.
1: They are kind of funky looking. Oh, they also have a really long tongue
0: yeah that is true, and that yeah. is used in uh their food eating they'll kind of use it to sweep up insects or kind of get into those termite mounds uh the in you know like you or I would have to use a a pipe cleaner to do that, but no. um so yeah, the sunbearer is um listed as vulnerable right now on the i u c n red list, so that's kind of the the index that measures like how close to extinction something is so um you, you're first. You're vulnerable. Then you're endangered, and then you're extinct. So we're not quite at the endangered level yet for our sun bear friends. Um, they are doing. I was I was about to say they're doing well. They are not actually, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, but um, the sun bear is like mostly legally protected from being hunted. So uh, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, there is definitely like poaching going on, as there are with all bears. Uh, People looking for their furs and then also certain um, civilizations, certain groups uh, like treat the the meat of the sun bear as a delicacy too. Mm. it kind of just depends. But, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, So I think we should before we get into the into the science of this, I'm going to kick this off with our um, (laughs) with our animal encounter, which is our news story for the week. Um,
1: Before we do that, do you have uh any cool animal encounters from this week?
0: That I saw. I saw a good dog yesterday in the elevator.
1: Nice. What kind of dog?
0: Um, It was a, a Pomeranian, I think, and yeah. very, very excited to see me. Um, that was in my apartment elevator, I believe. So I'm trying to think if I got any other cool ones. I saw like a big spider like last week. Is that that's something, I guess?
1: It is. Yeah, I just... uh, met two dogs uh the other day, and one okay. of them was named Soup. <laughs> and the other one was named Pinecone.
0: Soup and pinecone. That's not yeah. bad. I don't. I don't know why, but it feels like they belong together.
1: They do. They were very, very cute and very, very sweet.
0: I also had an animal encounter with my own cat. Um, Does that
1: count?
0: Yeah, I, I encountered her today when I came back to my apartment.
1: Oh, you do uh, that every day.
0: Yeah. Well, that doesn't make it less special. Um. <laughs> so okay, our our new our new story, which was kind of funny is that um there is a, so the headline is human bear in quotes seen snacking at chinese zoo as critics doubt she is real <laughs> um, they do
1: so. look really weird when they're they standing look... up.
0: <laughs> so yeah that's something we should preface is that sun bears they, they don't like do this by default but they are able to stand on their hind legs and walk around like people it yeah. is wildly wildly funny if you watch a video of it Um, and it's one of those things where like, it's like, oh, he thinks he's people, (laughs) you know? Um, okay. So here is our, our story. Angela, the Malayan sun bear, isn't letting accusations that she's not real ruin her good time. (laughs) She's doing whatever suits her. In new photos obtained by the post on Wednesday, the controversial creature that some suspect is a human in a bear costume can be seen adorably munching away on food and relaxing on a rock at the Hangzhou zoo in China. In one snap, the four-year-old internet sensation is lying on her back, happily eating a cucumber, and in another, she is seen sweetly gripping a carrot. A man presumed to be a zoo employee came over to give Angela some watermelon and treats in one photo. But this is not all. Looks like she had the busy, quite the busy day, also taking a dip in the water and spent time with another bear, interacted with the zoo goers, and did her signature standing move. So, big, big day for Angela. <laughs> Um, Yeah,
1: I see. I see on here. There's a there's a picture of her eating the carrot and a watermelon and a cucumber. She's living. She's living the life.
0: So because of these videos about Angela on uh, Chinese social media, there was sort of this uh, meme circulating that it was a human in a bear costume doing these things because they were like so human like. Um, Yeah,
1: really, you need to look up a picture of them standing on their hind legs. It's kind of scary. Like, their um, skin, like, bunches, like, around their ankles and their waist in a way that, like, really makes it look like they're in a, they're a suit.
0: A zoo spokesperson debunked the rumor, saying a human would simply be too hot in the suit, with summer temperatures soaring to 100 degrees. If a person uh. did wear the bear costume, they'd be lying down within minutes due to the heat. Uh, well, uh, tell that to the furries, I guess. They are, <laughs> they are standing strong out there. Um, oh my
1: god wait i love this picture it says someone who presumably works at the zoo gave yeah, Angela just, some snacks he's not wearing a
0: uniform or anything it, it might just be a man just <laughs> so... be a
1: random person off the street
0: <laughs> he looks like me i just like that's the thing i would wear to go to the zoo
1: it does kind of look like you
0: oh no um so yeah anyway congratulations angela i don't like people i don't like people telling you that you aren't real so if you're listening out there on your ipod uh we believe in you
1: um she's probably eating it
0: (laughs) um i i do recommend though really like look up some pictures of these these things because like and definitely some videos too they are they are also the ones that if you have seen any sort of like uh videos of bears like standing up and like waving at somebody that was probably a sun bear like they, they like, you know, have learned to recognize that humans wave at each other, and they do it, too, to greet people. So um, cute. Very cute. Almost too cute. Almost. As if oh, there's no. a human woman inside a suit.
1: Ugh! It's all a It's lie. a conspiracy. Yeah, have you yeah. heard about the
0: Sunbear Conspiracy? There aren't yeah. any. The government they're... replaced them all with birds.
1: They're actually, they're just, that's where they put people that they don't like.
0: Yeah, listening back to what I just said, I realize that doesn't make any
1: sense. Have um, you seen Midsommar? I haven't.
0: It's on my list, though. Did the government okay. replace everyone with bears in that movie?
1: No, but there is. I won't say it. I don't want to. Is this what it. Bird Box is about? Yeah. Okay. Bears. Um.
0: So yeah, we'll. Uh, I guess we'll we'll talk about the quote unquote discovery again through our Eurocentric goggles. Mm-hmm. Um. White people are the only real people on this podcast
1: one of us not being white it's just they don't me. need to know,
0: they don't need to know that i'm gonna abbreviate my name like jk rowling <laughs> <laughs> so nobody knows who i am
1: and i'm i'm n gandhi oh wait that doesn't work NV,
0: yeah and maybe i'm just nvg or something
1: there you go that's
0: not bad that still sounds foreign for some reason <laughs> okay so uh, this is, this was interesting. A lot of people believe that the sun bear, uh, derived its name from the crest on its neck, which make, would make sense. Of course, you would think, oh, it's got an orange crest on its neck. That's a sun bear. Wrong. Don't listen to what Wikipedia tries to tell you, because I did, I dug deeper. That's right. I opened an article. oh oh So, in, uh, 1825, Thomas Horsfield, which, by the way... <laughs> What do you think? That, what did that guy's kind of ancestors do to get named the Horsefield?
1: They just found him in a horse field somewhere. They were like, "Your last name is now Horse." That guy,
0: hey, that guy's got a horse in a field. He's that's, that's not Thomas. That's Thomas Horsefield. Um, he's an American physician and naturalist who was working in Indonesia. Discovered the sun bear in Borneo. So he uh, saw it and he compared it closely to the Malayan bear, and so he named it Helarctos which means bear from the hot sun. Uh, but the thing is that Helarctos, the bear from the hot sun, he was actually talking about like a hot part of the world. Mm -hmm. So basically the sun bear that is from Borneo translates to Malayan sun bear. So basically the bear from the hot sun is the name of this bear shortened to sun bear, of course. And it's because they're from a very hot climate. Um, but I guess, you know, so that that could be a good well, actually, like, if you're at a party.
1: <laughs> well, if I see were. where it says the bear from the hot sun with a wide birthmark.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, I think that part comes from the uh, the Malayan name. The, That's um, crazy. Yeah. Helarctos Malayanus Eurospilis, Euro I believe. I don't... How good is your Latin, would you say?
1: Bad. That's why I had you read the scientific okay. name.
0: <laughs> well, you've... I don't need to tell you how mine is. You can uh, review it yourself. Yeah. Um, so another name for it is the honey bear, which is a uh, burrowing madu in Malay and Indonesian, because it likes to feed on honey and honeycomb. So honey bear, uh, good enough for me. Do you know Winnie the Pooh? Mm-hmm. You know him personally? Yeah. Yeah, I, I met him in Kingdom Hearts. Um, but anyway... Yeah, Wait, I, I don't is know. It,
1: Isn't Winnie the Pooh a girl? No, a, no, Christopher, no Christopher yeah, Robin. Christopher I Robin always, boy. I thought Christopher Robin was a girl when I was younger because I was paying attention to the Robin part and not the Christopher part. <laughs> you just like
0: <laughs> you just like blacked out every time they said Christopher.
1: Yeah, I don't like. It's just like a full name. It's like <laughs> it's like uh. Shia well, that still make sense, like, they, no, well we Shia or LaBeouf. It's just Shia LaBeouf.
0: Oh Yeah, I, that, that also reminds me of in um, American Dad, there's just like this, uh, such a one-off thing, but like, they're like standing there waiting for something to buffer, and Patrick Stewart's like, "Well, we're waiting, consider this, Sylvester Stallone's name is Sylvester.
1: Yeah, I don't, yeah, there's lots of names like that, I was actually just listening to a podcast that they were talking about Sean Bean. Uh-huh. And they were like, do you ever think about the fact that his last name is Bean? Like he's literally Mr. Bean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't realize he was Mr. Bean.
1: It's um, so great. That's good.
0: Um do, can you imagine rolling up to Sean Bean, you're like, "Yo Sean, what's up?" <laughs> like his friend yeah. just um him
1: Sean. I always want to call him sheen Bean.
0: It's either Seen Bean or Sean Vaughn. Sean Vaughn bon is also very <laughs> Sean good. Sean Bon's pretty good. Um So the scientific name Ursus Malianus, which is their current one, was proposed by Stamford Raffles. (laughs) Old people, (laughs) not old people, but like people from the 1800s have like very good names, I think.
1: Stanford this is a Raffle. raffle. Yeah. It was definitely English, right? <laughs> like, yeah, his his
0: uh, his grandfather, like before they had a last name, his grandfather won a raffle contest. And like, this is Mr. Raffles now. This is Mr. Raffles. Um, but yeah, in 1821 first described the Sun Bear uh, from Sumatra. And then of course we talked about um in 1825 uh Thomas Horsfield trotted in on his horse. Um so yeah, the uh there's two separate species of the sun bear. We have the Malayan sun bear, uh, which is from the Asian mainland and Sumatra, and the Bornean sun bear, which is only in Borneo. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Hey, Annie, mm-hmm.
0: do, you know, do you know where these places are?
1: No, I'm very bad at geography. Yeah,
0: I actually realized as I was reading that I don't think I know where Sumatra is. <laughs> I'm I know jazz. where
1: Singapore is.
0: I do know where that one is. Which I think they're
1: kind of near. I shouldn't say that before I know.
0: Okay, I just googled Sumatra. Sumatra is right off the coast of right off the course of right off the coast of. (laughs) You did it. Malaysia. It is right. (laughs) It's an island right next to Malaysia. It's a big island. Um, Oh yeah, I see.
1: It's almost like uh, it kind of looks like Madagascar.
0: It's like it's like yeah, kind of a little bit. And then Borneo is um off the coast oh um wait oh i think borneo might be the name of the island okay borneo is the name of the island that uh part of malaysia and indonesia and brunei are all on
1: mm.
0: which, which is all way, near
1: singapore
0: if you if you think the uk has like a crazy setup you should check out borneo <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. Doesn't make a lot like of sense.
0: I don't like it. I'm going to close the tab. Um <laughs> So yeah, uh we can talk about their their evolution. The uh, so you know but you know Bear, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, Bear used to be one used to be just one guy. And then over time, Bear evolved into many guys. Um so I I was curious like how how much do we want to like talk about and explain like I'm gonna do a short. I'm gonna do a short pre. Um, I'm gonna do a short, short like a uh, whatever course on on what evolution is. So, because I think a lot of people don't know, and then the people like, I, either people think it's like a, a monkey turning into a guy, or they think it's like a Kakuna turning into Beedrill. So mm-hmm. like, um, basically it, when we're talking about like ecological sciences, evolution is is literally just. The change of the gene pool from one generation to the next in a species. So we're talking about when we move from one uh, from from generation. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw the picture you sent. Who is this?
1: That's Raffles.
0: That's uh, that's Stanford Raffles. He yeah. looks very British. It is. Ha- I have to assume he's from there. Um, he is. Um, so uh, basically, what I'm we've got generation one, right? And there is a uh, distribution of let we're, we're going to do giraffes because this is the easiest example. There's a distribution. Huh? It's interesting. I'm
1: saying okay. that that's, that's the easy one. Is well, giraffe.
0: It, giraffe is easy because the, the neck is very visible. And you can imagine wow. what a giraffe looks like. Yeah, fair um, enough. So giraffe, imagine you've got generation one of giraffes. 75% of this herd has short necks, 25% has long necks. So we've got some outside factors here. We are living out in the savanna in Africa. Most of the trees in the savanna grow quite tall, and they don't actually sprout leaves until about 12, 15 feet up. So our short giraffes, they're getting the literal short end of the stick. They don't have access to as much food. They do not get to live as long, and less of them get to reproduce. So, let's move on to second generation. Whoa, what's this? Half the herd. Half of the herd is now long-necked, and half of it is short-necked. Because the long-necked giraffes were able to access food more easily, were able to live longer, long enough to reproduce. And then that has changed the genetic diversity of the population from one generation to the next. So, that is evolution that just happened there. Mm Um.
1: And then and, over many, 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 many generations. <laughs> yes.
0: Eventually, uh, a giraffe will turn into, like, an Xbox or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and like... A- go then, ahead. No.
1: Okay. Um, I was just going to say, I feel like a really big, important point to make is, like, everybody always says, like, survival of the fittest. And people take that to be, like, fittest, as in, like, most muscular, toughest... But that's not what they mean at all. It's basically, evolution doesn't make sense. Like, it's not like evolution is a concept where they were like, you know what would make the most sense? If this giraffe had a longer neck. Like, it just, is. that's how the environment influenced the animal. Like, there are some evolutionary... Evolutionary things that uh (laughs) that uh make absolutely no sense like i'm sure we'll do hyenas at some point but like hyenas basically have to like rip their own children out of their bodies because they don't because the women basically have a penis and like
0: i have have a lot to learn on our hyena episode but continue
1: (laughs) and it just makes absolutely no sense and so like Survival of the fittest. Fittest purely just means the most likely to survive and that is it. And it might have and it really has nothing to do with like how strong they are or anything like that. It's like, if it was better for you to continue going on because you were a lot smaller and weaker then that is what's going to uh, happen through evolution.
0: Right, that is is true. Um, One other thing I want to mention when we talk about evolution uh, on the show is that there's two things that are like uh, that. There's there's I've I've actually uh, highlighted some vocab words in the outline, but <laughs> here's here's some vocab words for you, uh, which are genotype and phenotype. So your genotype is what your genetics say. So let's go back to giraffes. Uh, let's say that giraffes have a like uh, for their neck chromosome. It's a it's a dominant uh, capital N lowercase n genotype. That that sequence of genes, which I'm not, we're not going to get into gene sequencing right now with the A's, T's, C's, and G's. We can maybe yeah, do that another don't. time. Yeah, um, But anyway, their genetic sequence is called a genotype. And then the way that that genotype presents itself in a physical form is called the phenotype. So our genotype is like capital N, lowercase n. And then our phenotype is long neck. So uh-huh. th- that is, you know, a very simple explanation of the idea. But the, the phenotype uh, basically can express itself in different ways, even uh, amongst the same species. And that's something that we see that also divides things over time. Like, you know, species will divide into separate two different species. Um, but anyway, all of this is to say, you know, you know, Bear? hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so a long time ago, bears, I think they uh, I think a bear climbed the world tree and uh clawed its way into our world and fell from the stars, if I remember correctly.
1: yeah, is that exactly what happened?
0: It was like that. Um, so mm-hmm. basically the idea that behind bear lineage is that the um there actually had a um thing up here. Uh, there's a little chart. So uh, I found this interesting. So the Ursidae, which is the the common ancestor of bears, which, um, you know, does not exist anymore, split off into the giant panda and Ursinae. So the giant panda is still around. That guy's been kicking for a long time.
1: Yeah, that is pretty crazy.
0: Um, The Ursinae then split off into a large group of bears and then the sloth bear. Um, Sloth
1: bear, which are also a very cool bear that we should do an episode on. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, But uh, and then the ursinae splits off into the sun bear, the Asian black bear and the American black bear, which are all cousins. And then another family, which is the polar bear and the brown bear. So basically all of these things, like I said, they come from a common ancestor, but over millions of years, estimated to be around 6.72 to 5.54 million years ago is when this common ancestor existed. Uh, All these bears were one kind of bear. Uh, And over time, because of the habitats they lived in, the ways they had to survive, the traits that kept them alive versus the traits that did not keep them alive, we end up with all these different kinds of cool bears.
1: Yeah. And they, um, I believe you mentioned this slightly, but they thought that the two types of sun bears were actually their own distinct groups yeah but then they've since discovered that they are actually a lot closer genetically yeah so
0: um oh one one thing that i should mention also is that when you're talking about a um a species uh you know what defines a species
1: what defines a species nerve
0: do you know i was hoping you knew
1: it's uh isn't it um that they i it's should know this just, my biology degree it's literally, ah, it's, it's it's, literally it's, just
0: that they have the ability to breed basically i and was produce, just about oh
1: you took my thunder
0: not, well not just to breed but to produce viable offspring in in the way that their offspring can also breed
1: right because that's how species become different from each other because yeah. they can no longer
0: breed yeah they can no longer breed together oh we're a different species now um yeah. And I, you know, they, I guess they, I guess they have to try and they're like, this isn't working for me.
1: Or they have humans do it for them, like ligers and.
0: Yeah. Well, well and mules. mules. Yeah.
1: Yep. Which all those animals are still considered separate species because their offspring are sterile. Yes. So their offspring cannot reproduce. So therefore, they can reproduce with each other and produce offspring, but they are not viable offspring.
0: Yeah. Um, and then here's another uh, vocabulary word for you, which is evolutionary radiation, which is the thing we're talking about when one species splits off into two or more species. Um, so remember this. Okay. Um, the, uh, so the sun bear we talked about is so small. You could fit one in your pocket, I bet. Not quite. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen uh, heiresses kind of carry them around in their purses before.
1: No, that's the Pomeranian you saw on the elevator.
0: oh, uh, that's right. um so the the uh, sun bear is like really stocky. It's got large paws. We talked about the strong, like really curved claws and the like it, it talks it, or, sorry, it walks in like sort of a weird like bent shape,
1: yeah, they're um, weird. Their feet point in,
0: yeah, um so they've got that like yellowish orange chest patch, which is very easy to spot, but like sometimes it actually comes out like even like white or like kind of a cream color mm-hmm. so uh it, it kind of does vary bear to bear I, I couldn't find any explanation on like what makes it happen that way but i
1: i i did read a thing that said uh that it's like a fingerprint like no parents oh. have the same um, exact like pattern
0: uh annie you've become a robot
1: i've become a robot
0: well not anymore This the, the scratching thing came back but like it was from your voice it was like <laughs> that's
1: just what I sound like when I don't have my voice modulator on <laughs>
0: that's what I sound like when I don't have my coffee am I right? Uh... <laughs> get that <laughs> bean juice um, okay so yeah basically the the biggest thing like we talked about is the weird inward turned feet and it has this flat chest and very powerful forearms with hmm. these large claws. So it basically is like built for climbing. Um, and that's one of those things that like we would see is probably a, a, an element of this uh, evolutionary radiation is the, is the fact that like the, uh, this thing has a body. It almost looks like it's built for climbing. Well, it was built for climbing over mm-hmm. millions and millions of years, over millions of generations of bears. Uh, and the they don't
1: have fur on the bottom of their feet
0: yeah freaks who doesn't have fur on the bottom of their feet (laughs) fucking weirdos i bet
1: yeah only weirdos (laughs) have that (laughs) yeah
0: um do hob i think hobbits are only fur on the top of the feet correct yeah and that's to keep them warm during the winter
1: during their long hikes through the mountains you know what doesn't hibernate tell me (laughs) Sunbear, <laughs> what
0: I actually don't think I saw that. Why don't they? Oh, have really? A... Yeah.
1: Because their food is like basically there's no winter where that they makes live, sense. So is food is... yeah. Food is available always, so they don't need to. Basically, it's just what it is.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. so, sun, here's a new vocab word for you arboreal. Ew. That means trees. Uh, sun bears live like an arboreal lifestyle, so. Uh, they spend most of the time that they are resting up in trees, uh, but they may also hunt up in trees. It really depends what they're looking for. I will say that sun bears seem to be very—they're uh, less about like the hunt and they're more scavengers. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of will, you know, harvest food, look for it. Um, but yeah, they'll also rest in standing trees. They'll hide underneath fallen logs, tree roots. Um, uh-huh. And they're very efficient swimmers. So, yeah, we've, we've already talked about how they're super smart. They are noted for their intelligence. Um, there's a story here. A captive bear once observed sugar being stored in a cupboard locked by a key and later used its claw to open the lock.
1: Aw, they're smart bears. Yeah.
0: Um, and there was a study published in 2019 describing skillful mimicry of facial expressions by sun bears with precision comparable to that seen in gorillas and humans.
1: Aw, oh, man, that was going to be one of my cool facts
0: that they could do funny faces
1: yeah yeah
0: that is cool um well maybe you'll feel better in that i forgot to get any fun facts together what i'll yeah. I'll, I'll google them frantically as we as we go through this but okay. um, i guess for now all i can say is uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah jesus this thing this i gotta close this reminds me do you remember that in the bim bam when like justin got the soundboard yes yeah
1: toronto yeah
0: that's <laughs> <laughs> such a good reference and like there's nobody gets it all right um so we talked about their diets uh and class sun bears are what type of feeder
1: uh omnivore is that what you mean
0: that's correct annie
1: yay i didn't yeah. know if you meant like scavenger but no omnivore. yeah you got it okay. well,
0: yeah I'll, i will give you one gold star Hell uh, yeah. Which puts you on the board ahead of everyone else who has zero gold stars so far.
1: Am I on the good noodle list?
0: Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, you can be on the good noodle list.
1: Hell um, yeah.
0: There's That also is reminding me of in The Office when Pam is like trying to like take notes at the beach contest event. And uh-huh. it, Michael's like, who's winning so far? And she's like, well, so far you gave Andy a plus one, Jim a gold star, and Stanley a thumbs up. So... I don't know. And he's, he's just like without looking at her. He's like, check if there's a conversion table in the back. <laughs> She's just
1: like, there's not. Ch- Can you just check?
0: <laughs> um. Okay. So let's see here. Uh, the sun bears are omnivores, like we said, and they love food, just like us. They Yay. love ants, bees, beetles, honey, termites, plants, seeds, and love fruit. So. Uh, they sometimes will eat vertebrae animals like birds and deer and reptiles but it seems like pretty seldom they usually prefer to go with the fruit and honey kind of diet and then the insects so kind of like imagine like Winnie the Pooh I guess Um, you know he's got like his fork and knife
1: yeah you know Winnie the Pooh famous for eating bugs famous
0: for eating bugs (laughs) (laughs) he's he's always got that big pot of bugs with him (laughs) <laughs> and It says bugs, but it's spelled B U G Z, and like sloppy handwriting. Um, remember when he got his? Remember when he got stuck in his own window trying to eat that lizard? <laughs> 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 I I kind of am like getting into this like idea that maybe there's more to Winnie the Pooh than we re- we know about.
1: Oh, of course, everything has a dark lore, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, they did that fucking stupid uh, horror movie where Winnie the Pooh, like, kills a bunch of people.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. I don't You didn't like know about that? that? There, Yeah, no. it was called
0: Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and they did it literally because the, um, publication whatever, like, the it went into the public domain. So they were like, oh, we can make Winnie the Pooh do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> Let's have him kill a bunch of people with a chainsaw. And the movie, it turns out, wasn't good. Yeah. Weird.
1: Um... I'm looking it up right now, but continue. Yeah,
0: conti- yeah go on. Go on. Uh, so they consume figs in large amounts. So there was a study in the forest of Kalimantan, which sounds like somewhere maybe Indiana Jones visited. And um, the uh, fruits of the uh, Moraceae, Boraceae, and Mertaceae species made up more than 50% of the fruit diet. So in a time of fruit scarcity, they switched to a more insectivorous diet. So the species is, could possibly describe, be described as frugivores, which means that they subsist mostly on fruit. Um, a cute out, word. Yeah, shout out to all my frugivore listeners out there.
1: Frugivores. <laughs> What's up, frugivores? Yo, frugivores. <laughs> that scared me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. I was trying to see if there's any of I don't know what they do. I don't know
0: when I would use that one. Okay, I think it's time to stop. <laughs> I'm just like I'm trying to trying to figure out when that would be. Um okay. So sun bear we've already talked about is uh native to Southeast Asia. Uh hangs out in Bangladesh, Myanmar, Thailand, Cambodia, Laos, Vietnam, Brunei, Indonesia, Malaysia, and China. Um they are very uncommon in China, but they have been spotted there. And they are extinct in Singapore. Oh good. Yep. Um, Which he's... also
1: apparently was founded, quote unquote, by that Raffles guy.
0: He founded Singapore. Yeah,
1: that's what the internet says.
0: Okay, a country of a bunch of Asian people. Uh huh. All right. He didn't look. He didn't look very Asian, but maybe I. Maybe I need to go back and look at the picture. <laughs> um. So uh, these bears prefer deciduous and evergreen forests. So. Here's a quiz question, Annie. Do you know how they uh, delineate the different types of forests?
1: How they delineate the different types of forests? Yeah. Types in what way? Like in, in deciduous versus evergreen. Deciduous, yeah. Dis, what did I say? Distiduous? I, disin-
0: <laughs> I think disingenuous. <laughs>
1: it's disingenuous, deciduous. Yeah.
0: You do know. Okay, great. Good to know that yeah. you know.
1: <laughs> Yay.
0: I know exactly what that means. <laughs> Um, So just just for reference, deciduous and evergreen and other kinds of forests are distinguished by the amount of rainfall they get, um, which leads to different kinds of plants growing and thus different kinds of animals that will thrive there. So a deciduous forest is going to be less rainfall than a rainforest, and uh, an evergreen forest is going to be even less than that. Uh, here under uh, life cycle, I see nobody made any notes. You have any any notes about reproduction, Annie?
1: I do know that they usually have one cub but can have up to about three. Um, I do know that their babies are born like helpless, kind of like humans, so they're like blind and they can't get around on their own. Um, and so they stay with their parents for about two years. Which is cool because a lot of, you know, having parental care is um, something that a lot of animals do not have. Right. And uh, they also will stand on their hind legs and uh, hold their babies like humans do. What? Like, like, uh, what would you call it? Um, The rocking... What are you? That, that what sounds are you, so
0: ominous. The you rock. hold a
1: baby in your arms and you rock them back and Rock-a-bye forth? Baby, no, baby. like, what is that position called?
0: Holding a baby.
1: Yeah, I guess, but you can hold Cradling? a baby. Another- Cradling! That's okay. the word. They cradle their babies.
0: Alright. Is- that is cool, though. I like that.
1: Yeah. Um, and they... I know that they become, like, sexually mature at, like, three years. The females do. And they can breed... At any time. So they don't have a.
0: Mating season.
1: Me. Yeah they don't have a mating season. Okay. Um, um, for how long thing... they live. Mm-hmm. It's not. I don't think it's entirely known. They're actually like really not. That well studied. Which I think is very interesting.
0: Yeah. I think that they're. First of all like they live in the deep. Like rainforest a lot of the time. Like they're mm-hmm. rather like in the forest at least and they live they do they do tend to live as far away from humans as possible um mm-hmm. they kind of seem to have made a habit of like staying far away from human sounds so it it is kind of hard to it's not something you're going to run into in the woods unless you're looking for them and then also you shouldn't do that because it is a bear yeah um, one thing that i will also say that i liked is that the sun bear does carry on these sort of mama bear tradition where if the cub is threatened she will turn into a sort of monster killing machine and destroy you oh good yeah
1: oh here it says in captivity they're usually around 20 years
0: okay yeah that's not bad um i think i think some bears actually live longer than them though right i think polar bears might live longer um not 100 percent sure but um anyway uh Annie, could you uh, could you do an analysis on that and see how long polar bears live? hmm Could you make some that. clickety-clack sounds on the keyboard like you're typing?
1: Can you hear that?
0: Uh, no, I'm going to have to add a sound thing for it.
1: Yeah, okay. I do have a clicky-clacky. OK.
0: Um, so yeah, like we said, t- the sun bear populations are vulnerable but not endangered oh um we should say yeah this is habitat for humility excuse me are oh yes where we where we like bow down and like try to explain to mother nature like what we've done as a species
1: we're sorry we're sorry
0: we're sorry um so sun bear populations have fallen by an estimated 35 percent in the last three decades that seems high to me uh-huh. It is. Num- yeah, numbers are very low in Bangladesh and China and the populations in Vietnam are feared to decline severely by 50-80% to 80% in the next 30 years So here's a new vocab word for you that I actually remembered from school Habitat Ooh. fragmentation Ooh. So, let's say we've got a deer It lives in the woods This deer's name is Bambi Ah, damn <laughs> uh, So Anyway, uh, Bambi is hanging out in the woods one day, and here's a big a big loud sound. Uh-oh, better get away from there. Come back in a week. Humans are building a road through my house. Oh, no. Uh, mm-hmm. So this happens a lot with uh, particularly the construction of human infrastructure, but habitat fragmentation is basically when... Uh, and it doesn't have to be human stuff, by the way. Habitat fragmentation can happen by way of a flood or a rock slide or a, a volcanic eruption, basically something happens to split physically split an ecosystem into parts that mm-hmm. cannot be accessed back and forth. So what happens then is one, you've got two now, now if I have a bunch of deer that have been split up by a bridge running through the forest for humans to drive on. Suddenly I have two now I have two herds of deer and they're gonna start growing separately this is how speciation can happen but
1: and they're not the, mating with each other
0: they're not mating with each other but the bigger problem is when all of our food and water was on one side of the highway now the highway's here and all of my guys are dead because they don't have any food or water um and so that's kind of the thing that has been really really hurting them and it's it's not just i should say it's not just people by any means because Sun bears have kind of suffered significantly at the hands of the earth, I guess, like flooding and, um, what was it? Um, deforestation, obviously, but like, yeah, flooding and fires. Yeah. Wildfires Mm -hmm. have been like really bad to them and their habitats, but yeah, human, I will say, yeah. So sun, sun bears and humans like very, very rarely interact with each other outside of like a zoo setting. um, What'd you find about polar bears?
1: They live about 30 years. Okay. So yes, longer.
0: Not bad. I bet we can get those numbers up. <laughs> um, so yeah, compared to other places like Southeastern Asia has done like way more severe deforestation than we know, than, than we've done over here in like North America. So 12% of the forest disappeared between 1990 to 2010 uh, for all of Southeastern Asia. So that has been bad. I would say overall a net bad.
1: Mm. Yeah. Um,
0: weird. How do, you, how do you feel about the forest generally?
1: I like the forest a lot.
0: Well, uh, that's too bad. I would find a new hobby.
1: Oof. Just,
0: yeah, this one's going away. Um, so there is also a pet trade, and there is also a sale of sunbear parts, like there are gallbladders in traditional Chinese medicine shops hmm um, so there was actually a survey that went through uh, through China in uh, Sabah uh, sorry Sabah in Sarawak. Sarawak is in Malaysia, um, I believe, and they discovered that there were twenty five percent of the outlets surveyed uh, were actually selling sunbear parts as medicine. Mm.
1: Um, yeah, traditional Chinese medicine is makes a lot of issues. It's
0: a lot of bear killing.
1: Well, it's like also lots of other things. Like I know seahorses are big.
0: Yeah, that's true. You grind them up and uh, kind of ch- snort them. Yeah. Is that right? Do you snort sne- seahorses?
1: I don't know, but you do grind them up and do a powder and somehow ingest them.
0: Um, so sun bears, along with Asian black bears and brown bears, are specifically targeted for the bear bile trade in southeastern Asia. They have bear farms for them in Laos, Vietnam, and, and Myanmar. So, uh, do you know about bear bile?
1: I assume it's bile from a
0: bear. You I don't know it. what it does. So bear, yeah, there is actually a pretty significant bear bile trade, and it is actually horrific. They have a they have an example of one of these cages, in um. In in the zoo in Atlanta, like outside the sun bear exhibit, and it's like, hey, don't put a sun bear in this. Bile cage, please. <laughs> mm. I was like, okay, I won't. Um, I was th- I was thinking about it, but I won't now that I've seen this exhibit. Um, so basically what they do is they put them in these cages and then they will pierce their livers and drain the bile out of them. Mm. Uh, yeah, Does it that is... kill them? Uh, they keep them in farms, so no, it doesn't kill them. They just sort of wait for them to heal and, and drain them again. So... The bile, yeah. So farmed bile bears are housed continuously in small cages that prevent them from standing or sitting upright or from turning around. These highly restrictive cage systems and low level of skilled husbandry can lead to a wide range of welfare concerns. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Um, the value of the bear trade, bear products trade, is estimated to be as high as two billion dollars. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about why people want the bile so badly um synthetics oh this is another thing is that there is an actual synthetics way to create bear bile Mm -hmm. and uh most um most places just want like i want the real stuff you know from the bear liver (laughs) um yeah it's uh it's not great but i'm so let me see here bile products um the monetary value of bile comes from traditional prescription of bare bile by doctors practicing traditional medicine. Bear bile concerns ursodeoxicolic acid. It is purchased and consumed to treat hemorrhoids, sore throats, sores, bruising, muscle ailments, sprains, epilepsy, reduce fever, improve eyesight, break down gallstones, act as an anti-inflammatory, reduce effects of overconsumption of alcohol, and clear the liver.
1: So just everything.
0: Yeah, it sort of does whatever you want, it looks like. Um, only minute amounts of bile are used in TCM, which is traditional Chinese medicine. A total of 500 kilograms of bear bile is used by practitioners every year, uh, but more than 7,000 kilograms are produced. The surplus has reportedly been used in ingredients in beauty products.
1: Mm.
0: So, look, we're back on the... We're, 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 let, let's, let's go back and say our, our special word together about this bear. Charismatic megafauna.
1: <laughs> charismatic megafauna.
0: Yeah, charismatic megafauna. <laughs> um. So yeah, bears are like. We feel bad about the bear being put in the cage and the liver being pierced and the bile being drained from the bear. Uh, I hope you feel bad about that, God. Um. But humility. <laughs> humility. The real the, the the reality of the situation is a lot of less cute and less cool animals are put through similar things all the time and usually nobody cares um so like you know when we when we say like you're pulling um from a, oh ha- hamsters for example um hamster ovaries are used in a variety of medicines um we do just have hamster farms where they breed hamsters and they cut the ovaries out of them and like, and you know, nobody's like excited about this farm, but like, at the same time, nobody's got their like picket signs outside trying to stop it, right? It's not—they're right. not sun bears. Um, regardless, you know, we we want to try to like give some give some love and give a shout out to the uh to all the animals that are kind of suffering at the hands of humans who are the enemy. Um, are we the baddies? Yes. Damn. Um, Yeah, so I I guess, Annie, do you want to hit me with some fun facts to maybe make me less sad?
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, So one of the ones that I found that I think is interesting um, is that the reason why they have all that loose skin that I was talking about, where it kind of like bunches up and makes it look like they're a human in a bear suit, um, is actually has been adapted to fend. To help defend themselves from predators, so like having the loose skin makes it so that if something bites them, they don't get their actual like body. they just get the skin instead. I actually'm
0: um, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say that my skin is part of my body, and I don't want it ripped off either.
1: Well, it's better than like getting your throat ripped out.
0: That's true that is that is worse than most things though <laughs>
1: <But yeah. laughs> um they don't actually have that many predators but um their predators are usually leopards um and tigers and then they're also sometimes preyed on usually they're cubs or sick ones um are usually are also preyed on by something that's called a, a dihole? the hole it's d did you call me it's D-H O L E S. And I thought it was oh, yes. a typo at first, but they look it's like a combination of a fox and a coyote.
0: I think it's a dole. Dole? Okay. Dole, that makes a, more a, sense. A, it's
1: it's spelled like D-holes. Which <laughs> <laughs> But Dole would make a lot more sense. Yeah, maybe. Um but yeah, they also prey on them, but it's usually the cubs.
0: Right, these are called the Indian wild dog. Also,
1: makes sense.
0: Yeah, it cert sur- it certainly sure, it sure looks like that. They are cousins, by the way, of mm. the uh, African wild dog.
1: That's very that's very far away.
0: Yeah, African wild dog. I think might be a hyena. It looks like a hyena. Anyway, Maybe. I think I think we should do hyenas soon-ish. Uh, there, I have a fascinating. Hyena story from real life I'd like to share.
1: yeah. Hyenas are freaking crazy. But anyway, another fun fact that Mm -hmm. is fun is that if they can't get into the trees, like if they can't tear it apart properly, they'll literally just stick their hand into the log or into the tree and wait for like termites or ants or something to just walk onto their paws. And then they will just take them out and lick them off. Huh. Which also shows, like, an amount of, like, intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. It's just very, I thought that that was very cool. It's just, and like you said, like, they can recognize facial expressions and they know about, like, um, and it's very cool. That is good. Um, okay. Do you want more facts? Yeah, please. That's why I said, okay. And they are primarily solitary, except for, for meeting mating, not meeting. They're meeting to mate. Um,
0: <laughs> I've been but, there.
1: <laughs> but sometimes they'll kind of eat like near each other, but they're usually alone, which is not how other bear species usually are, um, other than polar bears are pretty solitary. I
0: was looking up something that you said, but I typed in the word moose, and I don't know what I was looking up anymore.
1: <laughs> also, they're not a keystone species, like our otters, mm-hmm. but they are Keys very plus. yeah they are very important. They are, as this says, instrumental to preserving their habitat. Um, so they eat termites and eating termite, termites means that there's less termites to eat trees, so therefore there is more tree growth. And then also, because they have a very fruit-heavy diet, they poop out The fruit seeds everywhere. Oh yeah, spread them around. Yeah, so that also encourages plant more plants to grow.
0: And it comes with fertilizer.
1: And it comes with its own fertilizer. Um.
0: All right. Thanks. Thanks. Well, yeah. Um. Do you have any more you want to throw out?
1: (laughs) Um. I guess I'm trying to find one that's like a happy one and not slightly (laughs) depressing. Um, um, did you
0: know that uh, when the sun bear stands on its hind legs, it is fun? I'm trying to buy you time. I hope you're looking.
1: Oh, oh I thought you I was waiting for what you were actually going to say. I was like, oh, no, uh-huh, yeah, I
0: I'm glad I was so convincing. But no, <laughs> I need I need you to find it.
1: Um, I do know that they have very short fur, like a lot shorter fur than um other bears but it's really dense because it helps with uh the being hit by tree branches and such
0: okay um let me see i'm going to google sun bear fun fact um and i'm going to see if google can get me an answer okay my phone has heard me and now it's now it's doing a search for everything <laughs> that i've said
1: let's get let's get two more fun facts
0: okay um, did you know that, um, why am I on the onion?
1: What? I don't
0: know. No, I'm not. It just looks like it's the onion. It, the logo looks identical. It's Natural Habitat Adventures. Hmm. Um, okay. Um, did you know that deforestation is rapidly displacing sun bears? No. Okay. I, I asked Happy for, here, fact. okay, here's, here's one for, this is for kids, so it'll probably be fun. Um let's see they eat a lot of stuff pregnancy this isn't fun is there anything fun like funny um like a joke that they do like a joke they all do okay how about this um the um we said all of these things already in the
1: Yeah we have said most of their things really a lot of it is that they aren't actually very well known um, yeah and they've mostly just been observed in zoos so that's where a lot of our knowledge of them is like considering they live in the trees basically they're very easy to get away from humans which is what they want to do um, this one says and... 14
0: sizzling sun bear facts so uh the tongue can reach 30 centimeters that's pretty fun how, how yeah. long is 30 centimeters and inches
1: for us biased uh <laughs> yeah for a fucking american
0: that's like a foot so 30 centimeters is like a foot long
1: that's pretty crazy yeah
0: that now that's a five dollar foot long
1: all right i think that's our good last happy <laughs> fact they yeah got that's funny enough.
0: Tongues. the tongue is it's like a gene simmons situation in there Ugh. um okay so yeah anyway thank you guys for for joining us for the second episode of animal genius world i hope that you are a little bit closer to becoming an animal genius with us uh, we are we are trying to spread knowledge to the world spread the good word of the lord
1: <laughs> the lord which is our earth yeah
0: the lord being mother gaia <laughs> I mean, you thought it was a man huh that i was talking about um <laughs> Okay, so it says outro together, question mark. We don't have an outro to say together, so...
1: I know. I mean, we were supposed to plan this ahead of time, but neither of us did. Real.
0: I Uh-oh. What the fuck, man? I spent like an hour <laughs> running Sun Bear stuff. And putting what do you in
1: mean? It. I also did, but we never got together for the outro.
0: We should collaborate. Um, okay, what is the outro?
1: I think we should just do a pun. All right. Um, I'm very uh, happy... That we did this episode, and now honey.
0: You. I sunned the bear. That's nothing. I sh- I shrunk the sun bear. Honey, is bears? Honey, be- berries maybe are food. Okay, Come on, how a- did
1: I think of a pun immediately, and wow, you are doing I've never,
0: a no one's. You know what? This is the first time someone's asked.
1: You know, Nirv, it's unbearable.
0: Hey. All right. That's good enough for me. Um, Thank you guys <laughs> for joining us for uh, Animal Genius World. We'll be back next week with a new and improved animal. This one's going to be even bigger, I bet. Woo! We're going to keep getting bigger animals <laughs> until we run out. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, make sure to follow us on the Twitter, on the Instagram. We're Animal Genius World on Instagram and Animal Genius Pod on Twitter because the full name wouldn't fit. Thanks, Elon. Ooh, Twitter. Um yeah, so find us there. And then we are available in uh right now, I think a lot of the podcast apps, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We should be showing up on Google Podcasts like any minute now. They have an extremely weird process to get on there, but hopefully that'll happen by next week. Um yeah, if you guys have and oh, if you guys are on Spotify, I've I've installed a question into the uh, into the podcast. So
1: I saw um, that. If you have any suggestions for any animals that you want yeah to do, um, comment on down. our Instagram or send us. I don't yeah. know how Twitter oh, works.
0: On yeah, you tweet or sorry, you zeet now. <laughs> um, uh. But. If you, okay, so on Spotify, they added a thing now for podcasts where you can, um, I asked a question like, what animal would you like to see us cover next? And on the Spotify app, while you're listening, you just literally type it into a box and it will come to us.
1: That's awesome. Um, so go do that. Cool.
0: Yeah, go do that. Uh, give us a suggestion. Um, we are going to have, uh, in the next few weeks at least, we're going to start having some guests here and there who have some sort of background in sciences or working with animals um so look forward to that maybe people who like know what they're talking about (laughs) imagine (laughs) weird um so we're gonna we're gonna be uh trying to push that but yeah um make sure to tell your friends about us and this is a very like um i would say like general interest topic so i i do genuinely think like any kind of person could maybe listen into this and be like oh yeah i could get on board with this Mm -hmm. like everyone knows what an animal is
1: it's just um, two, two idiots attempting to tell each other about an animal.
0: Did you know that sunbears have feet? And they're not hair on what? them. Crazy. Wow. And that's the kind of riveting information that you can only get here at Animal <laughs> Genius World. Um, so, yeah, we will, uh, we'll see you next week. And I'm going to make an animal noise to take us out.
1: All right. Go um, for
0: it. What do you, I can do a monkey or maybe a horse. I could do a horse pretty well.
1: Yeah, do a horse for good old horse field. Yeah,
0: for fucking Johnny Horseface who discovered the (laughs) sun bear in 1992 or whatever. I don't remember any of this information. Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh, that was horrible. I hated that.
0: Yeah, it was like a horse would do. I did not like that. (laughs) And you can find horses at your local farm right now.
1: Crazy. Crazy. Alright, bye. Bye.
0: And I'll stop it. I think it was a good horse.
1: I didn't. It sounded like a fart.
0: It maybe didn't sound as good coming through the microphone. On my end, it was good.
1: It just sounded like...
0: No, it's. I'm doing the whole lip sync.
1: Oh, it didn't sound that good.
0: Yeah, it's. I guess it's not coming through. All right. How do I stop Craig? I keep beating I don't know. Okay. Hold on. I type stop, I think. Oh, yeah, here we go.